He was known as the Samoan Beast. The Norman Oklahoman native was a veteran. He is a former reality of wrestling heavyweight champion, a two-time River City wrestling champion. He held the NWA Texas title twice, and he held the NWA Oklahoma title. And that's literally just the tip of the iceberg. Michael Faith wrestled all over the world. He wrestled for All Japan Pro Wrestling, and he was a regular, an attraction, a draw for NWA Southwest. He went by many names. Kid Extreme, Red Dragon, but I think of all those, the most important was, was Dad. Michael Faith passed away on Tuesday, and I know that he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed by his kids. More so than anyone else, he's going to be missed by his family. But his friends and his 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 fans over the years who've grown to respect the 300-pound Largador, is what we called him about 10 years ago. I was lucky enough to have Michael Faith join my podcast in its early days, like I said, about 10 years ago. And he was getting ready to challenge the then NWA national champion, Phil Shatter. It was at the uh, Red River Rivalry Show in NWA Southwest. I wish I knew Michael better. I wish I had a better relationship with him because I know he was kind and I knew, I know that many people loved and respect him. I mean, with that being said, I had nothing but respect for the man. He came onto a podcast that really he didn't have to. He gave of his time when again, he didn't have to. And I've always respected him for that. And I've always appreciated him for that. You know, I've, I've seen his, his children grow via his Facebook page. And I've seen, you know, his, his progression in life. And he still had so much more to give. And it was too early. We're going to miss you, Michael Faith. We're going to miss you. And we wish you nothing but the best. And, uh, and here it is in its entirety from the Alliance blog podcast here it is uh, our interview with Michael Faith from 2010 thanks hi I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness like surprising a deserving dad with a brand new grill and helping give back to our veterans and during the Honda summer spectacular event we can help you too with a great deal on a reliable, award-winning Honda, like the Accord, the 2018 North American Car of the Year. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Blog Talk Radio. Like I said, we do have an interview coming up here in just a minute. 
But uh, next week, after he uh, defends his title in Manitoba, Canada, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Adam Pearce will make his triumphant return to AllianceRadio.com, or, well, just Alliance Radio. We don't have a website set up for the show yet, but you can visit uh, Alliance-Wrestling.com for all of the uh, entirety of the NWA. Um, Yeah, Adam's going to be defending that title in Canada. Uh, Unfortunately, not an NWA-sanctioned promotion, but the uh, World Championship match is sanctioned, and uh, it should be interesting. Uh, It'll be the first time, second time that Adam's defended the title, and uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, WFX Wrestling uh, uses a lot of guys from the NWA. You'll see, uh, you'll see Charlie Haas there sometimes. You'll see, uh, well, now you got Adam Pearce, and uh, they, you know, they're really coming into their own, picking up a lot of uh, big names. So, uh, from our brothers up north, uh, we salute you. Um, so, with that going on, and then uh, why is my brain scattered today? Well, first off. Uh, let me play this for you because I think we all should hear this before I bring on our guest. It's been an honor, man. And, I mean, I tell guys that all the time. I, you know, I grew up and uh, watching, you know, Tony Blanchard, who was one of the main uh, national champions. You had guys like him and Terry Taylor. And uh, there's the list goes on. I mean, you know, you can uh, – I can hype it up, but people really know that, that the national title, it means a lot. I mean, it is the uh, people look at it as one of the number one contenders for the uh, world's heavyweight title with the NWA. And to me, it's uh, it's an honor to be able to carry it and to be able to, um, I guess, be on that list with all those guys that you just named. And there's, I mean, there's others just on that list that we could go on and on about. But, you know, it is. It's an honor, man. I mean, it's something as a kid I dreamed about holding titles. Obviously, every kid wants to be a champion. But, and, you know, for me to be able to live my dream and, and have the, the uh, national title on that list of something I've done, it, you know, it's awesome. And I hold it for a year. It's been over a year now. And um, right. it's, it's, it's good, man. I mean, I'm getting a chance to... to... That was uh, Phil Shatter, who appeared on Alliance Radio back in April of last year. Uh, this year, I apologize. Uh, he is the reigning national heavyweight champion. And, um, well... My guest will be facing him real soon. Uh, Michael Faith has amazed fans from the Southwest to the Far East, wrestling in uh, all Japan and it, with uh, Vader's promotion in Japan. He's a former two-time NWA Texas champion. The larger door is known for a, a combination of power and speed. He can put you out with a lion salt or a powerbomb. And on Sunday, October 2nd, in Atlas, Oklahoma, for NWA Southwest, wrestling uh, is going to have the... Uh, River rivalry, the, I'm sorry, the Red River rivalry, uh, Phil Shatter will be defending the National Heavyweight Championship, the NWA National Heavyweight Championship against my guest, NWA Oklahoma, Oklahoma champion, Michael Faith. Having technical difficulties here, bear with me. Welcome to the show, Michael. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you doing? Good, man. Hey, thanks for coming on Alliance Radio. Well, thanks for letting me come on here and talk a little bit. Well, for those uh, for those of you guys who don't know who Michael Faith is, and like I said in the introduction, uh, he's been a standout in NWA Southwest for a few years now, um, was the NWA uh, Texas champion, um, won the title back in 2009 from Kevin Northcutt, and an injury to your leg kind of took you out of action for a while. Uh, when you did come back to the NWA Southwest, you regained that championship. Uh, what has that title meant to you in the past? I, I mean, I know you're the Oklahoma champion right now, but what did the NWA Texas title mean to you? But getting the Texas title kind of solidified me in Texas as one of the most dominant big guys in Texas because up until that point in time, all I'd done is flutter around wrestling for promotions and you know, I, I got the opportunity to go to Japan, and shortly thereafter, I got contacted to wrestle for the uh, Texas title. I took the opportunity and ran with it. I got the title. Unfortunately, like you said, though, at an accident at my house, I in- ended up injuring my leg and had to have the title taken from me. But uh, as soon as I was able to come back and get a shot at it, I took it, and I defeated Chad Thomas for it in, in my first shot, you know, getting a... So, 
it's meant a lot to my career because it helped me get a, a lot more uh, respectable. Respectable. Sure. It helped me get a lot more respect. It kind of and it helped build your credibility. Obviously, a, yeah. a title held by guys like, um, well, you know, when, you talk to, when I talked to Phil Shatter about that, the champion, uh, the national championship, you could talk about the Texas championship and all the names you've held that title. Uh, we've got guys like uh, 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 Hot Stuff Hernandez, who's wrestling in TNA right now. Again, uh, Kevin Northcutt, who uh, took that title after his uh, time as Texas champion. Went on to become an NWA Tag Team Champion before coming back and winning that Texas title again, and even going back as far as uh, the the Texas Championship roots with uh, you know the Von Erich family and and really all the way back to even the DiBiase family. Uh, the Texas title is, is one of the most prominent titles in the National Wrestling Alliance, and you're a guy who held that belt twice. Yeah, that that helped a lot with my credibility because you know, like you said, all the names that you mentioned, the DiBiase. The uh, the Von Erichs, I mean, to me, growing up watching the Von Erichs, I always wanted, you know, that's what made me want to wrestle was watching them. And just, you know, getting the opportunity to hold a belt that they held as well was, was a great honor for me. So Now, when you started, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, when you started your career, um, and I, I believe, and I could be mistaken, it was back in uh, 98. Am I Am I right on that? 99, March of 99. March of 99. Um, you started training, you know, the, the information I have, I don't think is accurate, but I believe you started training out in Texas, right? No. I actually started training no. in uh, at, in uh, Oklahoma with a guy named uh, Tom Jones. At, uh, Tom Jones? Yes, Tom Jones, New Mid-South Wrestling. Uh, yeah, that's the name that they were going by at that point in time. But, yeah, I started training with a guy named Tom Jones. Shortly thereafter, I actually did do some uh, wrestling shows for NWA Southwest in 99-2000, where I got to wrestle guys like Hernandez and, and all of them, Action Jackson or Perry Jackson. And, you know, I got to be in the ring with all those guys, and it, it let me know that I wasn't really ready yet. So I, <laughs> I went back and started training some more and, and, and got a lot more training under my belt before I tried to come back and go back into the NWA. And so when you when you did your training again, you're. I don't think you'll you'll be too mad at me at saying this. You're not a little guy, but you do a lot of those high flying style maneuvers. Uh, was that like uh, just a goal of yours, or was that with the encouragement of your uh, trainer, or, well, when I, or how did that come yeah. about? Well, when I first started wrestling, I was actually uh, well, you know, I, obviously I'm 375 now, but when I started, I was only about 240. 250, and uh, I was able to do all of the cruiserweight style moves that, that were already out there, and so they were like, you know, you should really use those moves to help yourself win and everything, so I started honing all of those. Now, as I got larger, I lost a few of those moves, but uh, I was able to keep some of the more devastating ones like the lion salt, uh, the moonsault off the top, the suicide dive over the top rope to the floor. I'm still able to do a lot of those, but at the same time now with the size that I have, I'm also able to put in a lot of the big power moves. So, yeah, they, not they only did. The huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. No. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, a lot of, uh, another thing that a lot of people don't focus on, though, because they all see my size and they think about the, the ability to fly around the ring like the little guys and also the ability to do the big power moves is I have a background in technical wrestling as well. So it's not just like one-sided. I, I've also trained in doing a lot of other things, especially in my time of going to Japan. I got to train with some of the Japanese wrestlers. I also got to train with uh, Tuco Scorpio and guys like that who helped me hone in a lot more of my technical stuff as well. And I'm glad you brought up the... Um the Japanese wrestling, because, uh, you know, when a lot of guys think about who Michael Faith is in the ring, um, you know, a lot of people make the comparison to you and Vader combining power with the ability to, you know, uh, hit those aerial moves like a, a moonsault, or uh, I don't think I've ever seen Vader hit a lion salt, but, uh, you know, the comparisons are there that you guys are, 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 you know, big and agile, which is kind of like a hybrid in wrestling. You don't, you don't see that too often. And, uh, you know, 
uh, last year, and I, I believe this year too, you had an opportunity to work with uh, Vader in Japan, correct? Yes. Uh, well, I've made eight trips to Japan in the last uh, two and a half, three years, and every single one of them I did wrestle for uh, Vader. And he has been very instrumental in helping me to move from just, you know, to really put everything together as a big guy because I've been trained by guys that were smaller and everybody that, you know, so you, you learn a lot of the smaller guys, but you don't really learn how to make it, put put it all together as the big guys do, like Vader and Bam Bam and, and Stan Hansen. You know, all your big guys, they really, you know, working with Vader a lot, he taught me how to put everything together and, and make it work a lot better. That's awesome. And, and yeah. you know, as a fan, you know, when you when you were uh, little Michael Faith and, and not the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not the pro wrestler you are today, I'm sure, like me, you would turn on your TV and watch, you know, WCW Saturday Night, watch Vader just destroy somebody in the ring, or, you know, even watch him in WWE, you know, uh, Vader bombing a Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, was he an inspiration to you growing up as a as a wrestler? I mean, obviously, like you said, you were a smaller, a smaller guy back then, uh, but was he uh, an inspiration to you when you well, were uh, learning the ranks? Well, actually, uh, when I was little watching wrestling, it was it was WCCW, World Class, and 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 WWF because I was and let my age out a little bit. I was I'm a little bit older than most of the other guys around, so uh, not not much, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, as I you know later in my high school years is whenever Vader started really getting bigger in uh, WCW and WWE and everything. And in all honesty, from a fan viewpoint, I actually didn't like him because, you know, he was always the bad guy. And I was always, you know, I'm, I'm a, I was a young kid. So, you know, most of the people I looked up to at that point in time were guys like Sting and, and the Steiner brothers and the Road Warriors. I mean, I, granted, the Road Warriors are big guys, but, and the Von Erichs and all that. So, you know, but later on, whenever I got a little bit more mature and I started learning pro wrestling and getting into it, that's whenever I started to respect more of what those guys had taught and what those guys have done, like Vader and everything. And he, when I met him, it was just a really great experience because, he, you know, he actually sat down with me and talked to me for a while. And this was like a year or so before I actually even went to Japan for him. He sat down and talked to me for a while and then... You know, about a year later, he is whenever he called me up and uh, asked me if I wanted to go, and I was like, yeah. So, but uh, throughout yeah. that whole time frame, you know, I've I've made a visit to his house and sat down and talked to him, and he, you know, showed me some tapes of his and what to do, and he actually sat down with my tapes and watched my tapes and said, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you know, tweak this, tweak that. <laughs> You know, so I mean, that that's one of the best experiences that I've had so far with pro wrestling because. Most, you know, most wrestlers today don't get the opportunity to sit down with guys like that and actually go through their tapes and, you know, have the, the, the veterans, you know, the guys who pretty much paved this way actually sit down and say, hey, listen, you know, why don't you try doing this and doing that instead of this and that, you know, just tweaking it around and, and showing you what you could do to make it all better. Right. Well, and, a, and again, when you're – You've been going to, first off, how could you say no to Vader if he asked you to do anything, right? Yeah. Uh, but you, we, we, on your trips to Japan, you, like you mentioned, you've been there eight times, and uh, you're not exclusively wrestling just with Vader. You've also been, like, in all Japan. And uh, I saw that you, uh, on occasion, you've teamed up with a, a for, former TNA wrestler, and I believe he's in the WWE now, uh, Lance Hoyt. And yeah. uh, as a tag team in Japan, um you know, when they call you the Gaijins or the uh, Outsiders, how was that adapting to, say, the audiences that you worked in front of in the Southwest? Well, the, the thing about the Japan crowd is that they're a lot more, you know, the the thing they tell you to not get discouraged about is they're a lot more quiet. They they right. they react better to the pinfalls and the submissions and the breaking of pinfalls and, and submissions more so than their moves, but on the offset to that is being a guy my size, when you do some of the moves you do, you get a, quite a reaction out of the crowd. I mean, not like you would here where you get the big chanting and everything, but you'll get the big ooh and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, like, for instance, uh, I caught I wrestled a kid from uh, Germany over there. Um, 
his name at the time he was wrestling with Big Man Walter. Now I think he just wrestles as Walter Hahn. But he's about six foot four and about three twenty five, and he jumped off the top rope for a crossbody, and I caught him. And that got like one of the biggest reactions of the of my entire time over there was catching this big huge guy off the top rope in a crossbody. I you know caught him, gave him a big slam, whatnot. But so that's the difference between the crowd is they they'll react but just not in the way that you're used to. So it's a little bit hard because you're used to feeding off of uh, the energy from the crowd in the state. Over there, you don't really get that, so you've got to make it yourself. So it's a little bit little bit challenging. That and It's a lot faster paced over there. Those guys don't stop. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's one of the big differences uh, they always talk about in Japan is that the style is so much more fast-paced and, Again, which I'm sure is a credit to your style of wrestling. Uh, a big guy who can make it in, in that style of wrestling um, surely can uh, translate into the United States as you know, something that's impressive to see in the ring. Um, in your time in Japan, you know, like I said, you, you had to wrestle with the Vader's group, and you take you uh, taken on a lot of uh, top name competition. I was looking at some of the names, and I saw like a uh, former um, Zero One Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Amori, Taco Amori. I'm probably uh, butchering his name there. No, it's Takao Amori. Takao Amori. See, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm butchering his name. Thank God he doesn't come on the show, or else he might uh, uh, axe bomb me to death. Uh, so Takao Amori. Um, I, I know that you've uh, been in the ring with, um, like you said earlier, like uh, uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah. And uh, that was... you know when you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Okay, and then um, also on on one of your trips, and I I saw this on your uh, MySpace blog, uh, you mentioned that you got to meet uh, Lance Cade when you were out in Japan. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, Lance Cade, who recently passed away, uh, was uh, a member of the um, Voodoo Murderers, which was also a a stable that you were in in all Japan, correct? Yes. I actually... I I know that was that different... Huh? I know that was at a different time. I know you guys weren't in the stable together, but I uh, I know that you guys have both spent time in there. Well, yeah, I mean, whenever I went to Japan, uh, as the last two trips I made over there, or the last trip I made over the last two shows, Lance was actually on both those shows with uh, Trevor as his tag partner. And <clears throat> getting to meet him was, was really a good thing because, you know, I got to spend a lot more time with him than I would have thought, more so on the airplane ride home. But while we were over there, you like, some of the things that I was doing wrong that they were trying to teach me, Lance actually went into the ring and he goes before he went to his match. He goes, "Hey, watch what I'm doing today," and I, um, I watched his whole match. And afterwards, he's like, "Did you see how I did this? Did you see how I did that?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay, well that's what you that's what they're trying to t- tell you, you know, in in doing that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, so he actually helped me with some of my moves and stuff as well. The, unfortunately. Um, once I won the NWA Texas title, I came back here, or when I came back here and I won the Texas title from Chad, my next opponent was supposed to be Lance. Right. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away, and I ended up wrestling Charlie Haas for it. But I was really looking forward to getting in there with Lance because of what he had taught me in Japan. I wanted to see how well that would translate into a match against him, knowing that he knew what he had already taught me. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it would have been uh, interesting not only on the standpoint of, uh, you know, uh, uh, for a brief moment, uh, student versus teacher type uh, type match, but uh, also the fans out here, uh, you know, in Texas and the NWA Southwest and the fans all around the NWA uh, seeing a, a big guy like Lance Cade taking on a big guy like Michael Faith and uh, two guys who, you know, can move around the ring in a lot faster pace than a lot of, uh, you know, would-be big guys in the ring. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, he's no longer with us, and, and uh, he's, he's surely missed. Uh, he was on, he was actually on a, an episode of Alliance Radio earlier this year, and he was so uh, it's kind of sad to hear him say how happy he was with life and and how happy he was to be out of the WWE and being able to to wrestle the way he wanted to. And and uh, I was looking forward to your guys' match, and unfortunately, that's a that's a match we're not going to be able to see. But um, it, it was uh, definitely. Uh, I'm happy to hear that you guys had a, a, a relationship that you, you got to talk to him and he helped you along in your career. And 
But but talking about the Texas title, and I don't mean to bring up a sore subject with you, uh, Charlie Haas, the the man who uh, beat you for that belt. Uh, of course, you were expecting to wrestle somebody else. You're expecting to wrestle a Lance Cade and a different style, a different match. And and uh, Ken Taylor and the uh, the NWA Southwest group uh, brought in uh, Charlie Haas, the world's greatest wrestler, to uh, to face you in the ring. How did that throw you off, and, and 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 do you think if you had another shot at him, you could bring that title back? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, it threw me off a little bit because you got to understand, you're going from a guy who's, you know, six foot five, I believe Lance is six foot five, six foot six, something like that, and he's about two eighty, to a guy who's, right. you know, six foot one, two forty five, but looks like he's chiseled out of stone, you know. I got in there with Charlie, you know, going into it, I was thinking, you know, okay, well, he's a smaller guy. I'll be able to throw him around. He's a lot more, he's a lot stronger than what you would think. Um, right. <laughs> he was actually able to push me around a little, and, and that, that threw me off a little. So about halfway through the match, I had to change what I was doing. But at the same time, he caught me right there at the end in that house of pain, which I wasn't too worried about the house of pain because, you know, it's a submission move where he's got to pull my legs up over my head backwards. I was like, you know, with my size, I'm 375. There's no way he's going to be able to do that. So if he tried, I, I figured I could just get out of it. Yeah, no, he, he managed to get it in there. So it's a little <laughs> bit of a sore subject, but at the same time, it was it was a lot of fun to get in there with him to, to be able to wrestle somebody who's been at WWE and, and see how well I can pair up to them. And granted, I came in. I came out on the end, uh, short end of that stick, but uh, I think if I got another shot at him, I... I think I would know better this time and not to underestimate his abilities in the ring for the next time around. Well, and, you know, speaking of uh, Charlie Haas, uh, a couple of weeks ago he puts out a video uh, basically setting his eyes on uh, NWA national champion Phil Shatter, uh, sets his uh, sights on NWA North American champion The Sheik, uh, NWA world champion Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, and, uh, but uh, somehow, some way, after you lose the Texas championship and then you win the Oklahoma championship, the uh, the board of directors appoints you into a match with uh, with Bill Sh- with Bill Shatter, the national champion, the same champion that uh, Charlie Haas had basically called out on a on a YouTube video, and you get thrusted into that match. Now, first off, that that's got to be a pretty big deal for you, and then also like. Is this one of the biggest title matches of your career? Well, yeah, actually, I'm, I would say that the national title is probably the biggest title match I've had so far. I mean, unfortunately, while I was in Japan, I didn't get a shot at any of the national or any of their, you know, world titles or anything. But, you know, I've been in some big, high-profile matches, like you said before. I've been with, you know, like Scorpio and and another guy, one of the top guys over there, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Takao Mori, Aki Bono, which that was odd. I've never been that small to somebody in the ring yeah, I was before. Say, my that guy dwarfed you in the ring. Well, if you get a chance, you look at my MySpace deal. There's a picture of me and him standing in the ring, and I'm standing right in front of him, looking up at him, and you can see how much smaller I am <laughs> compared to him. <laughs> but so being in the high-profile matches, I mean, I've. I've wrestled guys, you know, that have, have been on the top. I've wrestled guys like Buff Bagwell. I've been tag partners with Big Van Vader and Perry Saturn. I've been in the ring with guys like Lance Hoyt, Vance Archer now, or whatever, you know, that's what he's going by now. You know, Yeah. so being in the ring with, you know, with somebody that's on that high of a level isn't the part that's daunting. It's it's the fact of going for the national title and trying to get a belt that is that held that – in that high of regard that is actually what's kind of daunting whenever you look at it, because it's, you're not just going for another state title. You're going for a title that if I win, I'll be defending it all over the the entire nation, you know, and it'll set my game up one step higher. Again, if you guys want to take a look at uh, the pictures that Michael uh, Faith is talking about, or if you just want to see some of the cool uh, shots he has from, and wrestling in Japan and in NWA Southwest and really wrestling everywhere, you want to check out uh, myspace.com forward slash Michael Faith. And you could also follow him on Twitter at uh, twitter.com at Michael Faith. 
and that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S-A-I-T-H, in case uh, you have anybody who is illiterate and can't spell. <laughs> you, wouldn't, um, you wouldn't believe uh, how many people mess up the name Michael when they spell it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you get Michelle all the time, and, uh, and uh, well, I'm sure you get it all, all kinds of different ways. Well, the, now, the funnier one is when they call me because one of my nicknames is the Larger Door. Yes, exactly. And, and it was just, that that name gets messed ahead. up all the time. I had, uh, you know, who Mike McGurk is, the female uh, ring announcer right. from uh, WWE. Somebody wrote the name down on her paper, but they they made it to where it didn't look like it said Larger Door. So when she read it off, she said the Large Door. <laughs> so you know they it came off well. The funny thing about the name is it actually it was given to me like, I don't know, about nine years ago from a guy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He said that I wrestled like a luchador, but I was too big. So he said that I was more like a larger So that's how that name got stuck to me. And I actually didn't start using it until about, about a year before I went to Japan because everybody kept bringing it up. So it just kind of got stuck and I ended up using it from then on. Well, it's a it's a fitting name, like you said. I don't know too many guys who are you know over 300 pounds who are able to hit like a you know like a lion salt or a moon salt. And again, those aren't the moves you typically expect out of a guy your size. So, a larger door sounds great. The large door, I'm not. I want to be so happy with. So, this, yeah, it happens. Right. Well, this Sunday, uh, down in uh, in your Saturday. other state, you're you're gonna. Oh, I'm sorry, Dick. I said Sunday, huh? Yeah, you're right. Thank you for correcting me. Um, this Saturday, uh, Champ, you're going to be down in Oklahoma. Um, it's it's the Red Rivalry. Uh, am I getting the name right? It's the Red River Rivalry, oh, the, Oklahoma versus Red, Texas. Because, yeah, because... Right, uh, and the, game, the game's earlier in the day, right? Yeah, it's Oklahoma versus Texas. It's a big deal every year. I mean, if they, they actually, the schools actually fight over whether or not it gets... I played in Oklahoma or in Texas every year they fight about it because of the amount of <laughs> revenue they can. I mean you wouldn't understand it I, I've lived in Norman Oklahoma for a long time and that place gets packed on that day you know if it's there and if it's not there if it's in Texas you don't even want to try to drive down Friday or Saturday because the entire highway will be backed up for you know 10-15 miles people trying to get down to Texas to watch it you know yeah, and, this and no- no doubt in the, in the state of Texas uh, and in Oklahoma, football is king, and, and wrestling is right there with it. And, uh, well, you guys are going to be running the show at the um, at the uh, Oklahoma State College. Where did my notes go? Jeez, I sound like an idiot here. Uh, yeah. I, I had everything written down, and now I can't seem to find it. But uh, you are going to be uh, defending that title Um uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not defending. You're going to be actually uh, challenging Phil Shatter for that national title. And uh, there's also going to be the uh, women's championship is also going to be defended. And uh, big, it's going to be a big show out there in uh, Oklahoma. And are you looking forward to getting an opportunity to uh, challenge for that national title in your home state? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a total different experience because – I don't know uh, if you've been on the, you know, in the different areas for wrestling. As much as it, like everybody says, it's different from going from America to Japan for the crowd-wise. It's different going from the East Coast to the Mid to the West Coast. The crowds are different, just the same as up there. So I know what I'm looking. I know what I'm in for. I know what to expect from the crowd. He doesn't, you know. And and another thing he's got to understand is he's coming to Oklahoma which is where I'm from, they're going to be for me 100%. So right. he's going to go out there, and that's more than likely going to throw him off his game because, if you know, even being the national champion, you know, you're, you're wrestling, a, a, although it's not in my hometown, you're still wrestling me in my home state. They're going to be 100% behind me. So he's going to have a whole, whole new thing coming at him, as well as I don't know if he's ever been in the ring with anybody like me. You know, so... Well, you know, and- I, I follow Shatter closely, and uh, I'm going to tell you that uh, I haven't seen anyone like you standing across from him in the ring. Now, he has challenged uh, or taken the challenges of some pretty big men in the ring, like uh, Michael Judith and 
again, he stepped into the ring with the NWA World Champion prior to his uh, winning that title and actually defeated him. But you're right, he's never had to step into Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma champion. And uh, it's a scary thought. If I was Phil Shatter, I'd be worried right now at the uh, Red River Rivalry, which is going to be October 2nd. Again, uh, the doors open up at 6.30 p.m. The bell pens at 7.30 p.m. The main event will be the National Heavyweight Championship being defended by Phil Shatter against Michael Faith. Also on the card, Tasha Simone is going to defend her title against Lorena. Uh, the, in the Texas Junior title match, Jasper Davis is going to take on the champ, Kevin Douglas. Um, there's a lot of title matches on the uh, card. Uh, Ariel Assault will challenge pretty flawless for the Texas Tag Titles. And then the Texoma title, Cody Jones is taking on Dane Griffin, who is uh, the reigning champ. And then there's also going to be some Lucha Libre on the card. So, again, you guys want to check that out. It's going to be at the Western Oklahoma State College Gymnasium. And the address is uh, 2801 North Main in Atlas, Oklahoma, 73521. And, again, the tickets, if you buy them in advance, $9. Can't beat that. Can't even go to the movie theater for that. And uh, if you wait till the day of the event, they are $12 at the door. Still a, one of the best bargains in uh, pro wrestling today. You're not going to find tickets much cheaper than that. Uh, Bill Shatter. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say something about You ran down the list of the people on that show, and I'm going to tell you, I've wrestled in, I wrestled, you know, mostly in Oklahoma and Texas, and I've wrestled in a match with almost every single person on that card, with the exception of the ladies and the luchadors. Um, I can tell you right now that, well, the the lady on there, uh, Lorena, the one uh, challenging for the title, I've never wrestled her, but she was also trained by Tom Jones, my trainer. Yeah, and I've... And I've I've heard a lot of good things about her as well. Well, from what I understand, I've met her a few times, and she's actually worked with me and Dane Griffin in our group. And one of the things I've heard about her is she's not only a pro wrestler, but she's also an MMA fighter. So she brings a whole different game to to Tasha. I mean, something that Tasha's probably never been in the ring with because most women wrestlers, they're women wrestlers. They don't do the ground and pound, the viciousness of an MMA fighter. So she's got to worry about that. The Cody Jones and Dane Griffin match is probably going to be, you know, a, a great match. I've wrestled both of them, you know, and had great matches. As a matter of fact, Dane Griffin was the NWA Oklahoma champion. And right. uh, although we, in a way, uh, we're actually partners. I mean, not tag partners, but we're we're together in, a, in our little group. But the thing about it was, was, you know, it got brought up by the, the NWA Oklahoma Commission that we had to, he had to put that title on the line in a what they called a fatal four-way tournament. And what it was, basically, we all had to wrestle one match to get into the, the fatal four-way match. We all did that. What ended up being, you know, I ended up winning mine. Dane won his. And, and the fact, when he won his, he actually won the uh, Texoma title from Cody Jones. And then uh, Bad Rad Michaels won his. And the uh, Texas junior champion, Kevin Douglas, won his. So we had quite a few people, you know, we had the four four of the top guys around in there going at it. Unfortunately for Dane, he got put out quick by Bad Brad, so it just left me in there with them, and uh, I ended up pulling it out, pulling out the victory in the end over him with the line salt. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, the line salt. It keeps going back to that, right? Uh, yeah. Again, that show that show is this Saturday, October 2nd, not Sunday. If you go Sunday, you're going to be disappointed. Make sure you're there Saturday, October 2nd. Again, it is a fundraiser for the um, uh, Western Oklahoma State College softball team. So, uh, you know, make sure you get out there because it's going to help support the community. And plus, it's a great night of action. Again, you're going to see some guys. Uh, Michael Faith, he's not just a, a wrestler in the uh, Texas and Oklahoma area. But he travels to the Far East. He He's a big-time pro wrestler. you got to get out there to check him out. Um, talking about Phil Shatter, and uh, I know he's your opponent, and I know you've got your uh, eyes set on him. He's a guy who, uh, you know, like you said, he doesn't just defend in, in his home hometown of Charlotte. Or I'm sorry, not Charlotte, but his hometown, uh, home state of North Carolina. But he's also defended the title in, in Georgia and uh, even out here in Hollywood in California. And he's defended the title in uh, – Pennsylvania. He's been as far out as um, Kentucky. Um, when you step into the ring with him, again, uh, he is entering enemy territory, but that's not something new for the champ. And he is a he's a big guy. You know, he isn't a pushover either. 
uh, and, and like the folks who go out to see this match, they're going to be surprised when you've got like the immovable force against the uh, unmovable object. It's going to be quite impressive to see you guys uh, step into the ring with each other. What's your game plan to, you know, he's a power guy. He's not afraid to brawl in the ring. Uh, you know, he's, he's been under the tutelage of, of guys like Tolly Blanchard uh, in, in Charlotte in North Carolina. What are your plans to, um, you know, we'll take the title from him? Mainly what I plan on doing is uh, surprising him with the aerial stuff. I know he's expecting it, but the things I can do, you know, most people can't do. So, like you said, but one thing he's got to realize is that I have that technical background. So if he wants to fight and brawl, we can do that. I can I can brawl with the best of them. I can guarantee you this, though. He won't win a brawl with me. So if he wants to brawl, that's that's a mistake for him. But if he wants to get in there and, and, and mix it up technical style, then we can do that. I'll take him down. I, I can tap him out. I can I can flip on him. I can slam him. My main game plan is to, to break something quick, you know, take out his leg quick, take out his arm, back, something to that effect, probably his back, to be honest with you. And once I get that weakened, I just keep drilling it and drilling it and drilling it until finally he can't take any more. So the main object is to, to, like I said, focus on one body part, beat it down, tear it up so bad that he doesn't want to continue on. Boy, that sounds like a pretty sound strategy to me. If the guy can't, uh, if he can't move, he can't defend himself, though. If you take out his leg, he can't kick. If uh, you take out his back, he can't walk. Um, and, again, this match is going to take place on October 2nd, this Saturday. You guys want to get out there to see the Oklahoma champ support your champion as he takes on the, the national champion, Phil Shatter. Uh, your career in the NWA has, has been, you know, pretty illustrious. I mean, you are a two-time Texas champion. What, you know, we, we talked about earlier when you won the Texas championship, it, it kind of brought Michael Faith to the next level, uh, built some credibility for yourself. What would the national championship do for, for Michael Faith? Uh, well, the national champion, will, like you said, you know, yeah, I've been to, I've been to Japan, but it'll bring me up higher in the standings in, in America. Because going to Japan, it elevated me. Winning the Texas title elevated me more. Winning the Oklahoma title elevated me more. The national title will put me on the, well, the national level. <laughs> I guess the easiest right, way to right. put it. It'll put me on that national level. It'll get me the exposure I need, and it'll bring me the opponents that will really challenge me and make me work harder and make me the best in this business. As a, as My whole goal this entire time is to be to prove that I am the most dominant big man and I've done that in Texas. I've done that in Oklahoma. I want to do it on a national level as well as the international level as well. But, you know, immediate goal is to win that title and put myself on the national level and elevate my status even higher. And uh, certainly a victory this uh, this Saturday would, would definitely do that. Now, you're known from, from your wrestling in, in the stateside anyways, uh, wrestling in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, has there is there a, a territory or a, a part of the U.S. you would like to apply your trade? Would you like like where would you like to wrestle next? Uh, uh, regardless of whether you win the national championship, you, you're a guy who's going places, obviously. And pretty soon you're going to be able to pick and choose your dates uh, a lot easier, at least stateside. Where do you see yourself going after after Saturday, October second, against Bill Shatter? What I'd like to do is get a little bit farther east coast, I mean, uh, and a little bit, uh, you know, farther on the west coast. I've made it as far as Arizona and Colorado, and I've made it as far as, well, Missouri and Illinois, and I want to, and Louisiana, but I want to go farther to the to the coast because there's a lot of talent there that I haven't got to wrestle yet. And, and a lot of, you know, like I said before, I want to be challenged every time I get in the ring. You know, once you've been wrestling in one area for a while, you've wrestled just about everybody. And you want to, right. you know, if you want to make it in this business, you've really got to get out there. So my next goals would be to make it out to, like, California, uh, New Jersey, New York, you know, those areas, Philadelphia, because that's when you get the, you know, you get more of a broad uh, exposure to what to our craft, you know, to learn right. more, to be better, you know, so that I can take out, a, you know, 
possibly go after Adam whenever I to get the uh, world title eventually. You know, that right. that would and, be my main goal. And uh, in case uh, you guys are listening, Adam Pierce will be joining us next Monday um, after his defense in Canada with the uh, WXF Wrestling. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, I, I recently read a, a tweet on uh, Twitter from Shelton Benjamin, who said it best, uh, if you don't want to be world champion, and if you don't think you can be world champion, you should get out of the business. And I, it makes me happy to hear that Michael Faith has all the desire and passion to be the world champion of the National Wrestling Alliance. And, and again, a good start is taking a victory on Saturday from uh, Phil Shatter and, of course, uh, building, your, building your brand from there. One, yeah. one thing we like to do here on Alliance Radio is uh, – I'd like to break it up a little bit. I know we're getting serious to talking about your career, and, of course, it's important, but uh, I like to uh, make light of uh, celebrities. And Well, is there, anyone in the, is there anyone in the world of celebrity right now that Michael Faith would just like a pop right in the face? Uh, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> you know, wow. I ask this question a lot, and, uh, you know, I, I ask this question a lot to, to wrestlers, some of the most violent men on earth, and every time I ask it, no one's got an answer. Everyone's like, "Oh, I don't know." Why? Well, There's got to be have, someone. I have a do. I do have one. It's it's just more of a generalization. I don't like uh, paparazzi. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I, I I can't stand people like that. That I mean, I understand journalists journalism and all that stuff. I mean, I've, I've been involved with it in in the past and everything. But there's a point when you cross it, you know, taking pictures of people's kids and, and bugging them. So, yeah, I mean, like, if there was somebody I wanted to pop in the face, it'd probably be a journalist, or not a journalist, but a paparazzi. I, mean, I can't stand those people. When they bum rush people, taking pictures of them, bugging them, I, I, I hate that. Like, one of my favorite movies is that movie uh, Paparazzi, where the guy, they attack this guy, you know, taking pictures of this a guy, and he ends up killing half of them. Or all of them, I think. But uh, you know that I mean, paparazzi is about the one thing that really irritates me the most is is paparazzi because you know there's when you're performing, you know. And granted, I've only been on a small level, but whenever you look at it on any level, even though you are putting yourself in the public limelight, you still have a private life, and that should be yours. You should be right, able to go right. to the beach and. And, like, you see these pictures of some of the stars, they go to the beach and they look all, you know, they look funny because they're wearing Speedos and their belly's hanging out or whatever, and they make fun <laughs> of them for it. I'm like, hey, the dude's trying to relax on his vacation, you know, leave him alone. Right. And so to me, that that's the part that, that bugs me. Uh, that's one thing that bugs me is paparazzi. So, yeah, if, if, I, if, if I was going to pop anybody in the face, it'd probably be a paparazzi. I don't, I don't think I could ever handle them. My My kids are, like... Some of my uh, my kids are the most important thing to me. I have two daughters. I actually have a son that'll be born uh, beginning of November, around November first. Oh, congratulations! Well, thank you. And, and but that's one thing that I would not want somebody to uh, invade is my private life, my family. You know, that's one thing I have always kept separate from pro wrestling is my my family life. Right. Well, I'm, I'm with you there. I've got a six year old myself, and uh, you know, if someone starts snapping pictures of her, and you know, J. Cal's never going to be famous, but uh, if someone starts snapping pictures of my daughter, that that would certainly cause me to lose it and start swinging fists too. And uh, yeah. I'm not the larger door, so uh, <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. So again, yeah. um, the show is going to be October second. Uh, I'm, I'm plugging away. I hope Ken Taylor's listening so he can hear us plugging it as much. It's going to be October second. Um, again, you can get all the information at uh, www.nwa-southwest.com. Again, there's like a, what, uh, six matches, and five of them are title title matches. We've got, the again, the, the uh, Texas, Tex-Oma title. I want to get that right. Cody Jones taking on the champ, Dane Griffin. The Texas title match with Ariel Salt taking on Pretty Flawless, uh, who are the champs. The uh, junior title should be decided when uh, Kevin Douglas, the champion, defends against Jasper Davis. Um, the NWA World Title match to the larger door is saying Lorena is MMA trained and ready to take Tasha Simone to task. And of course, in the main event, the larger door Michael Faith challenges the national heavyweight champion Phil Shatter. And you guys definitely have to get out to this event. Again, the tickets are only $9 when you buy them in advance. 
or $12 at the door. So make sure you're, uh, you get out there and support your Oklahoma champion and help him, uh, well, help him best the national champion. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, again, the show is coming up on Saturday. What's your next booking? Where, where, where can, uh, where can the NWA faithful see you next? Uh, my next one would be in, uh, the NWA Oklahoma show, uh, November, I, I think it's November 13th. I'm not for certain. I know that they, I know that they have another show set up for an, in October, I believe it. But basically, anytime you see NWA Oklahoma, I'll be there. You know, so <laughs> that's, that's my main home organization is NWA Oklahoma. I also do the NWA Southwest. Uh, I also go out to uh, Amarillo for NWA Southwest PWF. Uh, So, you know, if you see an NWA show going on in Texas or Oklahoma, there's a good possibility I will be there. And uh, NWA fans, if you're out there and uh, you've seen the videos of Michael Faith, and if you haven't, again, check him out on MySpace, and you want to see this guy in your area, you know, bang your promoter, tell him that you want to see Michael Faith in your area, because, again, this is a guy who, you know, and it's not to denigrate anyone who just wrestles in the Southwest is still breaking through, but... uh, you know, this is a guy who is honing his craft not only in, in stateside but also in Japan and, you know, getting, uh, you know, tips from big man Bader. You know, he's a talent that you got to see. And, again, you can see him October 2nd. Uh, Michael Faith, I really appreciate your time today, and, and thank you for joining us on Alliance Radio. Thanks for having me, and uh, I hope everybody shows up Saturday to see me take the title from uh, Phil Shatter. <laughs> you got it, champ. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, thank thanks you. Thanks for calling in. All right, thank you. Thank you. And that was Michael Faith. If you need him, again, uh, you can follow Michael Faith on Twitter at Michael Faith, all one word, or check him out on MySpace, myspace.com forward slash Michael Faith. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in to Alliance Radio. Uh, 